This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. He looks to the right side. He's throwing to the end zone. There it is. Touchdown, Eskimos. Duke Williams. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Early in the second period, no score between the Ducks and the Bruins. Austin Matthews has both goals for Toronto tonight, up to 19 on the season. Early second period, Maple Leafs lead the Panthers 2-zip. Also early in the second, Flyers lead the Predators 1-0. It's 1-1 between the Wild and the Penguins. The Red Wings lead the Hurricanes 1-zip. And the Blue Jackets are up 1-0 on the Devils. Several games still to come tonight, including the Jets facing the Sharks and the Tampa Bay Lightning visiting the Calgary Flames. Good matchup there. Tampa Bay will be in Edmonton at Rogers Place on Saturday to play your Edmonton Oilers. We'll have it for you on 6.30, Chad, with the face-off show at 6.30. The puck will drop at 8. The Oilers back to practice today after taking yesterday off a longer-than-usual practice. They actually went for about 35-40 minutes, then flooded the ice, and then came back out for some work focusing solely on special teams. Yessi Puglielarvi up to the Oilers' top line with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins as for the first time Ken Hitchcock splits up Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. We'll go deeper into that in the first half hour of the show. Your thoughts are welcome by texting 630-630 or calling 780-496-0063. The 2019 Canadian Football League schedule released today. The Edmonton Eskimos will kick off their regular season Friday, June 14th against the Montreal Alouettes on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium. The Eskimos will open the season with two home games. They're then not at home until week seven. They got a road game, a bye, and two more road games. That's kind of an unusual part of the Eskimos schedule. As for their nine regular season home games, there will be one on a Thursday, five on a Friday, and three on a Saturday. You can get more on that on 630ched.com or on esks.com. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. It is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630ched. We'll keep you updated on those NHL scores tonight because some Pacific Division teams in action, and uh, I am a bit of a stand watcher. The Edmonton Oilers are two points ahead of Dallas, three points ahead of Minnesota for the final playoff spot in the West. Now Dallas and Minnesota in action tonight and then they'll play each other on the weekend. If the Oilers uh, beat Tampa Bay on Saturday, 
they will be in a playoff spot at the Christmas break. Uh, maybe even they have the first wild card, depending on how Vegas does in its remaining games. Uh, worst case scenario, the Oilers could be uh, a point or two out of the playoffs, which would be better than how they were at last year's Christmas break when they did go into Christmas on a four-game winning streak, but they just got to 500, were four points out of the playoffs, and then went 1-6-1 and one in the eight games out of Christmas. Uh, I'm sure you remember that. All right. My name is Reed Wilkins. Good to have you tuning in tonight. I couldn't find... Uh, well, there's uh, hockey on a channel that I couldn't access here. So I have the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl on the old tube here, Kellen Kennedy. The what? The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. That's the name of the bowl game. My condolences. Between, <laughs> It's between Marshall and South Florida. It, uh, it just started. It's a minute in. There's no score. Who do you like in this game? (laughs) What's the crowd like would be my first question. I don't know. I assume there's a lot of people. They love college football in the United States. Yeah, okay. True enough. I I assume it's at least friends and family, if not more. The uh, Gasparilla Bowl. It has a Twitter account. It's played in Tampa. Okay. In the... uh, or. And it started in 2008. Hmm. I assume that's the Buccaneers Stadium that they're playing in. No, they aren't. It's in another... uh, Oh, yeah, it is. Sorry. I thought it was in... Oh, no, wait. It's moved around. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it is in Raymond James Stadium. Okay, there we go. So there you go. The Gasparilla Bowl will be the Inside Sports featured game of the night. Frilling. All right. So... Here's what the Oilers rolled out today at practice. Now, you have to remember, Jujar Kara is suspended for the next two games. But the big change right away on the Oilers' number one line, Connor McDavid between Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Jesse Pugliarvi. Ken Hitchcock has spoke glowingly of Pugliarvi. You may remember a few days after he took over as head coach, he said, I, I told Peter Shirelli, I want him called up. I want him here. I want him being instructed in the NHL, going through NHL practices, going through NHL games. There have been some glimmers. There have been some glimmers for Jesse Pugliarvi in recent games. I still think he has a lot to learn, but he got a nice one-time goal the other night on a pass from Jujar Kara. Uh, Pugliarvi, just three goals, four points in 24 games this season. So the stats uh, are not there, but but Hitchcock uh, clearly believes they can be there or that he can get them there. Dreisaitl with Reader and Chase on. That was actually a pretty good line earlier in the season before Reader got hurt. He's broken up the lucic brodziak cassian line. We'll have a clip on that later on. Kajula now with Brodziak and Cassian. Lucic, so then you had five forwards. It, it looks like the line on Saturday will be Lucic, Spooner, and Raddy, though Hitchcock said ultimately he wants Spooner to play the right wing. I would think that would be once Kara gets back in the lineup. Uh, the way they were rotating today, Spooner and Zekoff were kind of the extras, but I, I would expect Spooner to play against Tampa Bay on Saturday since Kara is expended, uh, is suspended. I I mean, already you wonder if uh, if Zekoff has a long-term future here. Heck, you wonder if he has a short-term future. Once some guys get activated on off injured reserve, I wonder if he might be a, a guy who could be waived, which is how the Oilers got him to begin with. But the story of the day, Jesse Pugliarvi to the Oilers' top line with McDavid and Nuge. I feel like his next step is to get his tempo higher. And he's 
That's why we're putting him on a line that has more tempo. We're putting him on the power play where he has to has to do things quicker. Um, I'm not sure either one is going to work long term, but I know that if I can get him up another level tempo-wise, with with the way his conscious is on the ice defensively, he's going to make a good teammate. So why not play him with the fastest player on the team and maybe even in the league and see if he can keep up. And that's what we want to do with these next two days of practice. Uh, you know, based on one day, five on five, he looked very good. And he looked a little bit uh, uh, not up to speed on the power play stuff. So we'll take another day on the power play tomorrow and hopefully he continues to improve five on five. And now we got another step where he can start doing things off the rush and then we get a more complete player. All right, so there's Hitch explaining why he wants Pugliarvi up on that line, wants him to play with more tempo to his game. So if you put him with McDavid, he's uh, going to be kind of forced to push it a little bit more to keep up with McDavid and hopefully get the puck and some scoring opportunities. That is Hitch's reasoning. Yes, Pugliarvi is one of the most discussed players I said disgust as in talked about, not disgusted. Uh, He's one of the most talked about players on the Edmonton Oilers and uh, a high draft pick from a couple of years ago. And uh, we have, like I said, we have seen little glimmers from Jesse Pugliarvi, but I still think there needs to be a little more organization to his game, a little more drive to the net in his game, more getting his shot off from dangerous areas, finding spots on the ice where he can get his shot off quickly, which he did the other night against St. Louis when he got the only goal of the game. So he's going to be playing with two great players, two great passes, two great passers, two men who are excellent at puck retrieval and stripping pucks from guys. Can Pugliarvi produce with Nugent Hopkins and McDavid? He's going to get a big opportunity, and he will be on the Oilers' second power play unit, which, let's face it, is a very patched-together unit. Today, the second power play was Pugliarvi, Ty Raddy, Milan Lucic, Toby Reeder, and Caleb Jones getting most of the reps. The young man who has uh, just started his NHL career running the Oilers' second power play unit. Now, Matt Benning did get some looks there as well, uh, I, I guess you'll have to tell me, is this an indication of what Hitchcock thinks of Caleb Jones, or is this an indication of what Hitchcock thinks of Matt Benning and Jason Garrison or Chris Weidman or other guys who could possibly be on that power play unit? But that's uh, pretty big stuff there, that Caleb Jones gets to roll in there and run the second power play unit. More on the power play in a couple minutes, because it's a big story. It's doing poorly lately. I asked Hitch today, so you have these three consistent productive players. You have McDavid, you have Dreisaitl, and you have Nugent Hopkins. Do you see it that two of the three of them have to be together and then the other guy plays center? How does it go? I, I would prefer the two play together. And and, and one of the reasons um, um, I like, I want to try Leon at center ice is I see the way that Leon negates the other team's top players, competitively wise, and I love that. And I want to put him on a good line that uh, that can score off off of the way that he negates people. He he's competitive and he's got great hands uh, for a big man, and he can push other people out of the game. And I, I want to take advantage of that. So I'm looking more at a one-two punch, uh, which seems to be where the league's going now. And uh, so I want to try this and take a look at it and see how it looks. 
All right, so Hitch has not had Drysettle centering his own line as a coach. I think if you put Drysettle on his own line, hopefully you, you remind him that he has to keep his legs moving and uh, that he has to be more consistent back-checking and all that kind of stuff. Still a very dangerous player, still a guy who's going to produce a lot of points for your team, and this is probably going to be the back-and-forth that the Edmonton Oilers experience, not just for the rest of the year, but probably as long as the, as long as those three players are all on the team together. McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and, and Dreisaitl. I think regardless of the coach, he's probably going to want two together, preferably one of them with McDavid, to try to maximize his abilities and then the other guy centering his own line. Those three guys aren't the problem on the team. Uh, I think it's other forwards who are trying to step up and obviously uh, the general manager who picked most of those players. You can text 630-630. You can phone 780-496-0063. We'll dive deeper into the power... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline play what Hitch said about that today. Jay Onright is going to check in after the 6.30 news. All ahead, this is Inside Sports. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader. 6.30 Chad. All right, really appreciate you tuning in tonight. Uh, still scoreless in the Gasparilla Bowl. Marshall in South Florida, five minutes into the first quarter. I'm enthralled. My name is Reed Wilkins. Kellen Kennedy is our studio producer. Kellen, are you working over Christmas? Uh, no, actually, tonight's my last night. Oh, my goodness. I know. You're not even doing the hockey game on Saturday. No, no. Are you going away? Uh, no, I'm uh, spending Christmas here. So Just going to be with some family and loved ones. Uh, exactly right, yeah. All right. Well... Maybe there'll be some more bowl games on. Of course there will be. Ooh. <laughs> I think we're going to have uh, Jay on right on the show after the 6.30 news. I believe on Jay and Dan, they they did a little segment on uh, bowl games and a whole bunch of absurd names. There are, right, there are right. a lot of uh, NCAA bowl games for sure. Uh, you can text 630-630. Uh, this texture says, Reed, what would it take for the Oilers to land Pareko right now? More than the Oilers have or, or are willing to give up. That would be my short answer. Uh, Flip Phone Tom says, I like those two lines, gets Chase on back on the right side. And despite using a flip phone, Tom with uh, nailed all the spelling. Well, ch- ch- not Chase on, but I'll give him a break on the name. Because on the flip phones, isn't that where you have to hit the key a certain number of times to get the right letter to come up and then wait for the cursor to move over to the next one? Tom, you are an expert with the flip phone. What about the power play? It's been bad. Three for 30 in the last 10 games. Has not scored a goal in the last four. 0 for 5 against St. Louis on Tuesday. Uh, More than anything else, I know there's that goal debated, but more than anything else, the poor power play cost the Oilers against the Blues. So, Hitch, what's going on? What do you have to fix? i got to be honest with you. When you look back on it, it's missed opportunity. It's uh, the frustration um, that grows from missing. Like, if you look at the first two power plays we get in every game, we're dynamic. 
but we don't we haven't been finishing so I think the last three power plays we got we were a little bit frustrated because the first two we had all the no-brainers and I think that you know we've hit the reset the, the one element I got to tell you though is that the rotation across the top was too slow, way too slow. And uh, it, it got sped up today at practice with the coach barking and the players accommodating. And uh, it, was, it looked much more like it did before. Uh, so technically that's the one element, but missed opportunities, especially when it's just you and the goalie, lead to frustration, and that's what's happened to us. You know, uh, Hitch has used the, the word frustration a couple of times in the last week. He thought they got frustrated in Vancouver about not being able to get to the inside and uh, frustration on the power play. You heard him say it. He thought the power the first couple of power plays were pretty good. They don't score. They don't win the one-on-one battles with the goalie, and then they get frustrated, and they're not able to capitalize as they get more power plays later on, and they get uh, stuck with the 0 for 5. Um, you know, I, I, I still sense there's a little bit of fragility to the Oilers like we saw last year where if, if something went wrong, often multiple things went wrong. I, I don't think it's quite to the extent as it was last year. And quite frankly, uh, Koskinen primarily, sometimes Talbot, but primarily Koskinen has bailed them out of some pretty tough situations too. I still think they give up too many grade-A scoring chances. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think the frustration is something that they, they have to improve on dealing with and, and be able to stick with what they want to do. And as for the power play, he said the one thing was that they, they didn't, move it across the top quick enough. So that's something that they'll they'll have to get to as well. And that's what I've felt too, is when they're stopping the puck, looking, resetting, okay, slow pass back to the point. The best power plays, I mean, the power play, being on a power play allows you to slow down the movement of the puck because you're not being checked the same way. But the best power plays still move it with... Uh, an urgency, I hate to overuse that word, but they move it with an urgency and a bit of a desperation like it's five on five. Like they got to get the puck to the guy now. And the Oilers have definitely been failing to do that. So anyway, something to keep an eye on when they take on Tampa Bay on Saturday night. That one is on 6.30, Chad. Face-off show at 6.30. The game will start at 8. Tampa Bay playing Calgary tonight, a matchup of two of the top teams in the National Hockey League. This portion of the show brought to you by Furnace Family, your 24-7 Furnace Repair and Replacement Specialists. Call 7804-FAMILY or check them out online, FurnaceFamily.com. We're going to break for the 6.30 news, and then we're back with a proud native of Athabasca, the one and only Jay Onright on Inside Sports. During the holidays, loved ones are in our hearts, no matter where they are. Caleb Jones, a lot of athletes in your family. Your dad played in the NBA, your brother currently in the NHL. I guess given that, no guarantees everybody's going to be together at Christmas. Yeah, um, you, you never know where someone's at. Or, you know, my brother played, obviously played in World Junior, so he couldn't come home. And then, you know, I played a couple of years ago, so I wasn't able to come home for Christmas. So, um, you know, you never know who's going to be there, but uh, usually it's always a pretty fun Christmas when we all uh, when we all can get together. Yeah, and now with this year, obviously you're in, with the Oilers, so are you going to get to see anybody for a couple of days? I'm not sure when their uh, when their break is and everything, but um, I know they have one, so I'll definitely fly back to Dallas and, you know, probably get to spend time for a couple of days. I know my brother and mom, or both my brothers and my mom will be there, so it'll be a fun Christmas. For those who can't make it home this holiday season, our thoughts are with you. Merry Christmas from 630 Chad. Only in my dreams.
Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. Late in the second period, Bruins up 1-0 on the Ducks. The Leafs leading the Panthers 3-0. Uh, I just got notice, no TV at that game. So there will not be Leafs highlights on any sports shows later on tonight. It is not televised, and there are no cameras there, and the Jumbotron is broken. That no TV station in Canada will have Leafs highlights tonight. Also late second period, Predators trailing the Flyers 2-1. Wild and Penguins 1-1. Red Wings lead the Hurricanes 2-1. And uh, Blue Jackets leading the Devils 2-1. Those are all late in the second period. Coming up later tonight, six more games, including the Flames, home to the Lightning, who are here on Saturday to take on your Edmonton Oilers. He's right. You know, the guys who have that 11 o'clock show they brought from Canada, nobody, I don't even know their names. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody. They haven't hit it out, hit it off. Nobody even knows who those guys are. Those guys could walk through the streets of New York for a year, and not one person would even know who they were. So a buzz, no buzz. That's New York broadcasting legend Mike Francesa referring to our good buddies Jay and Dan on TSN when they had their show south of the border in California. As we bring Jay Onright, the proud native of Athabasca, onto Inside Sports. Jay, how are you doing, buddy? You know, the best thing about Francesa is that uh, it's all come around for him because now he's uh, about to be beaten in the ratings by longtime Yankees play-by-play man Michael Kay. And not only that, he has an app that's turned out to be a financial disaster. So let that be a lesson to all of you elderly uh, Italian-American Long Island radio sports hosts. Mess with us. And karma will eventually get you. Now, what was? No, this was. We knew, we've actually never really talked about this. You told me a little bit about it. You you sent me that video years ago when it came out. But I was like, what am I gonna? What am I gonna? Because because I was thinking maybe all jokingly insult Jay when I bring him on, only jokingly. But the best thing I came up up with was we're now gonna have a guy from uh, the Jay and Dan show. The best part of that show is the ampersand. But I didn't think that was that funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought it was okay. All right. Oh, I got a chuckle out of it, Reed. I got to be honest. I would have gone with that. So, but Francesca's, like, wasn't he working for Fox? Shouldn't just, to be a nice guy, he should say, oh, my God, we got these huge guys on this show coming out of California. Everybody watch it. Like, what was his deal? It was, that was mean-spirited of him. No, it actually wasn't. That's what was, you know, that's called taking things out of context, Reed, and it's something that I think someone your age should know about by now. Now, by taking that clip and playing it, presenting it as you did, you would get the impression that that's what Francesca was doing. But if you did know the background, and this is the truth, I'm not just saying No, oh, no, this is cool. Francesca's, Francesca's actually in that, in that clip is saying that FS1 is not promoting that he's saying that I don't know who they are, nobody knows who they are, because they're not telling people who they are. I don't see any promos for them. So that part of the clip was never played. And he was, uh, they weren't promoting us, and, and the show was not doing well. So he was actually, and then it was funny, days later he started to promote us on every one of his radio shows. So, I mean, it still didn't help, but it was <laughs> a nice gesture of him. Now, did you ever so, talk no, to I, him, have him as a guest, go on his show, anything like that? 
No, no, he only has attractive blondes or old guys who talk about horse racing. So we didn't. Uh, well, if Dan dyed his hair blonde, he'd certainly be attractive. But uh, no, we didn't qualify uh, to be on with the man they call the sports pope. I'd rather be on. Uh, I'd rather be on with Brian Hall, to be perfectly honest. Oh well, we can arrange that. You'd have to get up pretty early, though. But we could adjust your schedule for that day. Uh, just to the people texting in, yes, I was joking about the Leafs game not being televised. <laughs> but what would happen if you went on tonight, Jay, and you were like back in the old days where you're like, well, no TV, just a scoreboard. Uh, Austin Matthews, uh, six goals, uh, nine two Leafs, and let's move on to uh, something else. So what I what my understanding is is that I feel like maybe. That folks in the Edmonton market feel they maybe are inundated with a bit too much lease coverage. Is that the joke? Oh, it might be part of the joke, Jay. Yeah, it might be the entire joke. Do you think that uh, the sports networks in this country perhaps uh, go a little uh, too deep on on the lease? Uh, perhaps uh, maybe uh, maybe they could dial it back a bit. Well, let me put it to you this way, and this is just my opinion. I'm not going to speak for the 14 people who listen to Inside Sports every night. I understand that about a third of Canada lives in southern Ontario, and most of those people cheer for the Leafs. I get that, so I'm fine if their highlights are the first or second item on the show. But sometimes if I'm watching a highlight show, uh, I'm fine with the Leafs having a minute, minute and a half of highlights. Then I'd like you to go on to the next game that I might be interested in, as opposed to having a panel discussion and a full uh, post-game wrap-up of that Leafs game before I get to see other things that happen in the NHL. That's just my analysis uh, as a fan-slash-somewhat-broadcast professional. You see, I think you're in the minority there. In fact, if I were to poll most Edmontonians, I think they'd not only want a panel segment on the Leafs, but uh, uh, the full Mike Babcock press conference and then a complete uh, diatribe from Austin Matthews, uh, who may be the most boring hockey player who ever lived. And, uh, and I've covered a lot of boring hockey players. Then you'd have nothing to do if that was the show. You'd just do the highlights and make, well, back to the arena, here's everything the Leafs. You need the first half hour of your show and you'd just sit there. That's pretty much what we're moving into at this point, Reed. I mean, if that team keeps winning, uh, the first half hour of the show is going to be all Leafs, and there's not much I can do to stop it. So, uh, you know, if you can't join them, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. No, but I, I mean, I get it. They get, they got a great team this year. But do you ever, like, okay, I know you've you've made your your career and most of your adult life in areas outside of northern Alberta, but you still have strong roots here. You come back here a lot. Uh, I mean, you were just here a, a few weeks ago to a, an event in Athabasca because it's still important to you to, to to speak there and have a connection to that community. Like, when you're in the TSN... No, 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 no. They, they paid me, Reed. I just <laughs> want to confirm they paid me. That's why. Well, that's a form that's of a connection. Hey, it's a form of right, a relationship, right? right? right. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but do you ever, have you ever... And uh, Maybe you don't... I, I, I hate to put you into this situation, but I'm going to do it. Have you ever had to say, like, hey, guys... Maybe we should realize a lot of people might want to see Oilers Canucks tonight. Maybe, uh, you know, it's July 15th. Maybe Riders Calgary is the first highlight pack we want to have on today. Do you ever have to jump in like that? Or does producer Uh, Tim just do all that? You just described every night of my life, Reed, uh, working in Toronto. Every single night of my life is spent explaining to the 
of the 400 people working at TSN, 395 of them came from uh, the greater Toronto area. The other five are myself, Brian Mudrick, and Gord Miller, and a couple of other camera guys. Uh, and so it's, yeah, that's my nightly battle that I fight, uh, not just for the Oilers, but uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Calgary's having a pretty good season, Reed, and, uh, and Winnipeg doesn't look too shabby either. And often I find that the peg uh, somehow ends up fourth in our ranking of highlights. The reason, if people are wondering in all seriousness, that we always lead with the Leafs on our show is because when we loop in the morning, we only loop on the Leaf TSN feed, on the Toronto TSN feed. So that's why we have to lead with the Leafs. I'm not any happier about it than anyone uh, my my hope is, and I'm with you, I, I would actually rather just have all the highlights of all the Canadian teams go back to back to back to back and then maybe get some post sound at the end of all of that. But uh, in the end, you know, it's just sports, it's entertainment, the highlights will come, and really we're all just here to gaze at Dan's silvery mane. <laughs> Jay Onright joining us from TSN. I, I we got to talk about Ken Hitchcock because the day the day he was hired, you texted me and said, "See, I told you this had to happen. I wanted this to happen ten years ago." Uh, I know I know you like Todd McClellan as well, but I, I got a sense that your 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 heart was pretty happy when you saw Hitch step behind the bench. Well, I just think like a lot of Oiler fans, I had gotten to the point where it seemed that they had tuned Todd out, or and they were listless on the ice, and now. With Hitch, you, the last two games have been have been a little disappointing. But up until that point, you watched the team, and it seemed like, at the very least, they were in every game. And it seemed like with so many games with McClellan, for reasons I still can't quite understand, when they'd get down a couple of goals, it was like you might as well stop watching. So we'll see. I mean, Hitch, as we all know, is a quick-fix guy. Uh, it's worked so far. It's, that's how he's been his whole career. And he's an Edmonton guy. He's a United Cycle guy. We've all had our skates sharpened by Hitch. I remember when I was uh, uh, 21 years old going to the University of Alberta. I was going to uh, go play some pickup hockey. And Hitch was at United Cycle. And I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, you're a tall drink of water. I bet you could make the NHL. I said, it's too late for me. What's your name? He said, Ken Hitchcock. It's actually pronounced Hitchcock. And, uh, and I'll never forget that encounter. I said, well, you know what? You, sir, seem like a man who's going to lead great men someday. And uh, we shook hands and parted. That was 1993 uh, when Ken Hitchcock was 17 years old. And now, of course, he's gone on to be the coach of the Oilers. And turned so, 67 uh, two days ago, yes. Yeah, it's incredible how much he's done in the 50 years since then, Reed. So, you know, I'm really proud of him. Uh, I, but in all sincerity... You know, I think all of us who knew he was an Edmonton guy wondered, well, why doesn't he come coach our team? And, and now he's coaching our team, and it's at the end of his run, and I think it's great. And I, I think I'm like everybody, Reed. You know, I see that they're switching up the lines again. The new is going to play with Connor and, and Yessi. Great. Well, here's all I care about with the Oilers. Just make the playoffs. Just make the playoffs this year, and then let's worry about next year, next year. All right, one last one for you. Jay Onright from TSN joining us. Of course, you get uh, Jay and Dan, uh, 10 o'clock Mountain Time on TSN. You are a a father again 
So you've uh, you've added another player to your team. Uh, you've got a son now. Uh, how is it uh, now trying to look after two children instead of one? He's so mellow uh, compared to uh, our daughter, who's three, who in hindsight was a complete psycho. <laughs> you know, you have no context as a parent when you have your first child, what your child is like compared to other children. You just know that child and how he or she behaves and, and whether she's a good sleeper or a good eater or cries all the time or has violent, violent diarrhea. And uh, in, in hindsight, our daughter was crazy. She was kind of crazy. And, and our son is so mellow. Um, my wife and I joke often that he's so mellow that he's exactly the kind of kid who will not leave our house until he's 35 years old and we get uh, the police to forcibly remove him from our basement. So um, we're looking forward to having him in our home until I'm 79 years old. Should be terrific, but we couldn't be happier to be parents. Uh, we named him Ethan, of course, after former Edmonton Oiler Ethan Morrow. And, uh, and we just couldn't be happier uh, about how it's all gone. Uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun, and especially around the holiday season. Jay, it's always great to have you on Inside Sports. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for making us smile tonight. Merry Christmas to you and your family, man. We'll talk again soon. Perfect, Reed. Let me leave you with this. Here's Red Rooster. Here's Red Rooster from the country to the city. We're everywhere. Hurry in a hurry. We're hot and fast. It's friendly service. We'll make it last. Here's Red Rooster. Here's Red Rooster. We're the best. That's Red Rooster, of course, by George Fox, former country star from Cochrane, Alberta. Have a great night, Reed. Happy holidays. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. That really did make my night, Kellen. Jay Onright breaking out the Red Rooster theme, which he did about seven years ago on Inside Sports one night when I was uh, filling in for Dan. And I we just started talking about small town life and I said I Evansburg really took a step forward when I was in high school when it opened up a, when a red rooster opened up in Evansburg and he had a similar story from Athabasca now I don't think there are red roosters anymore I, I think they're all gone forever. yeah I think they're all I think they're all gone I didn't even know they had a jingle well you know I'm, I'm Jay's rendition may be somewhat his own <laughs> they did have commercials though okay they definitely had hmm. commercials uh, they, they had a giant uh, red rooster uh, as a mascot named Cocky. 780-496-0063 is the phone number. We have John calling in. Is this our old buddy, John? This is your old buddy, Seasons. Greetings, Reed. I just, uh, I'm one of your original 14 lo- lo- you are, loyal yes. listeners, so I thought I'd give you a buzz. I, I'm still laughing after Jay. I mean... Does he really work at TSN? <laughs> he'd be a great stand-up Canadian. <laughs> he well, no, he's he's done stand-up comedy. Wow. Yeah, he's uh, so Jay. When I met him in in Saskatoon, he was doing sports, and then he went from Saskatoon and hosted the Big Breakfast on A Channel in Winnipeg. And on his demo tape to get that job, he put on some of his stand-up comedy 
Because oh. you, know, you remember the big breakfast, the morning show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he hosted that in, in Winnipeg, and his stand-up experience helped him get that job. Oh, my gosh, yeah. he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. I, I, I could relate to his children's stories, too. <laughs> uh, I have kids that um, are into their late 20s, and I'm hoping they'll be uh, finding a job soon. <laughs> oh, good, okay. What's on uh, your mind sports-wise, buddy? Uh, I, I wanted to call about Jesse Pogliarvi because... This is just a great opportunity for him, and I'm a big supporter of Jesse, and I actually had him penciled in for 25 goals this year, so he's got to get going. But I think that we have to just be patient for the next four to six games at least, uh, because I think Hitch is he's a work in progress, the team's a work in progress, and I think they'll get things fixed. I think the, the power play is fixable. And I just and it seems like what's frustrating is that we always seem to play better against the better teams. Reed, like I was really hoping they would be able to handle Vancouver and St. Louis, and it just didn't work out that way. But uh, I think we just have to let him have an opportunity to get things reorganized. Well, I would have liked to get four points out of six against uh, Philly, Vancouver, and St. Louis. Yeah. Instead of just the two, I mean, I I don't go into segments of games thinking, well, they're they're going to win all of them. But you got to get, you should have got four out of six in that. So was that, that was a little disappointing with a tough uh, tough matchup come up coming up against Tampa Bay. John, it is great to hear from you and have a merry Christmas. Okay. Yeah, you too, Reed. Thanks for taking my call. Love your show. Right on. That is John checking in at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Apparently, there's a red rooster in West Edmonton in Primrose, uh, and a couple people saying that. Bonneville has a red rooster. So this is good to know. We may have to do we, we may have to do a show, maybe we do it in the summer, on uh, stores and companies that used to be more widespread than they are now. Certainly we do a segment on Blockbuster Video. I think there's still a Blockbuster left in Bend, Oregon. And then maybe we do something on Red Rooster and then maybe on, I don't know, like Atari or in television or something like that. We have Rob on the line as well. Rob, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good. I'm just phoning from Calgary. Actually, I just heard that gentleman talk about Pooley Arby. It's just like Bennett. I got a little time for them guys that are 22 and that. You know what I'm saying? You know? Sorry, you do have time or you don't have time? I do have a lot of time for yeah. him. Well, Pooley Arby's still 20, you know. Yeah, well, there you go. That's even better. I mean, holy smokes, give the kid a chance, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been critical of some parts of his game too, but I, I do have to remind myself sometimes, you know, he is he is going to make mistakes. I mean, Leon and Connor make mistakes, and He's you know, twenty. Yeah, I you just know, like, I just hope Rob he can figure out how to get his shot away from a more dangerous area, because you're always going to be able to drive wide and shoot from the top of the circle, but you're you're rarely, if ever, going to score from there. That's my hope you, for him. Did you, did you bring him up too quick? Uh, I think we did with Bennett. I don't know if uh, they might have with Puliarvi. I was hoping he stayed down. The, no, here's the interesting thing between Todd and, and Ken. It seemed to me Todd was saying to Peter, give me this kid when he's a finished product. I don't want to have to deal with him on a daily basis. Where it seems to me Ken is saying, no, 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 I want to be the guy that helps him get 5% better this week and then 5% better next week. I, I think that's the biggest difference between Hitchcock and McClellan is how they've approached Puliyarvi. So I think because of Hitchcock's attitude for that towards that player, I'm a little more tolerant of him being in the NHL. You know, I'll tell you something. I looked at... Uh... 
one of the Oilers timeouts there listening to Hitchcock, and they were all listening to him, which I think it's a difference from a couple months ago. You know, you know with the other guy? Well, I, I don't. I don't think they had. I, I don't think they disrespected Todd or had tuned him out. But I do think that the coaching change snapped them to attention. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah. Anyways, thanks, Rob. Merry Christmas. Bye. All right, we're back after the seven o'clock news. More from Hitch, and uh, we'll take a closer look at the Eskimo schedule as well. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.